Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this Tuesday Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle, let's do this thing. How are we doing? Takes on Takes, show of the people, the people's podcast. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, You want the first one, or do you want to receive the first one? I would like to receive... I've won the coin toss, and I'm electing to receive here in the first half. Should always defer, always defer. I'm going with Jason Willis, who says, Gary and Conley and Xavier and Howard are both top 15 cornerbacks. They just don't get talked about because they're they're on bad teams. Hashtag takes on takes. Jason, I'm going to play into your hand here because I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen enough of Gary on Conley to know for sure. I know he had a good year this year. But top 15 corner, I don't know if I can quantify that. Xavier Howard is a top 10 corner. Ooh. And uh, I think he is going to get paid the monster contract that he's looking for because who else are the Dolphins going to pay this year? Right? <laughs> the guy wants to be the highest paid corner in all of football. I'm signing him to the record setting deal and I'm front loading the shit out of this contract. And I'm saying, okay, first two years, you're getting X amount of guaranteed money. I'm going to give you the total that you want. Show up, be ready to perform. The dude's a ball hawk. He's got some health issues. He has some health concerns that are scary. But at the same time, the dude is an impact player on defense. I absolutely agree. He's one of the top corners in the league, and he really blossomed this year in the 12 games that he played for the Miami Dolphins. Real quick, what's Miami's cap position? Uh, they are going to cut, like, everyone. <laughs> okay, gonna- so... There, and there's there's like, you know how you can roll over cap space and all that kind yeah. of stuff, like year to yeah. year? They're yeah. not doing any of that. They're just going to eat the dead cap yeah. what the bills and get did rid last of year. all yeah. the dead weight. Yeah. So yeah. I would be, well, would not be surprised if they have between 50 and $70 million in dead cap next yep. year. Yep. That's what the bills did. Embrace it. And then hopefully things get better. Well, yep. I, yep. just do it for one year and be done with it. You know, yep. there's no Can't sense it. stretching it out. Yes, sir. Uh, Jake Stillwell. Takes on takes, under the guidance of Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, and Andrew Luck, the Colts will be playing in the Super Bowl in the next three years, parentheses, especially after Ballard kills this draft with six picks in the first four rounds, counting a projected fourth-round compensatory pick. Yeah, I'm here for this. In the next, So in the next three years, the, the Colts will be in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, why not? Why not on that? I mean, they're, they're one of the up-and-coming teams – uh, Ballard's got this roster construction under control. Luck's back. Offensive lines in place. Get some weapons. Get some more playmakers on defense. Uh, and Ballard's had a strong history of drafting here lately. And I like the trajectory of this team. And certainly think they they are a, a contender and a, a team that we'll see play in the Super Bowl within the next three years. Uh, Kyle, let's see here. Do you know anything about this AJ Espenza? Epen Epenesa. Epenesa. You know this guy. I do. He plays defensive end at Iowa. All right. Well, let's give you this one from Jared Football 9. My man, change the Twitter handle. He says, this time next year, AJ 
Espenza, the Iowa defensive end. Espenza. Yeah, that guy. That guy will be talked about as a top 15 pick. Hashtag takes on takes. Hashtag keep the – what is this? Keep keep the – Iowa takes coming and hashtag no more trigger Joe. Yes, officially no more trigger Joe. Now that you are Jared football. What's up, Kyle? What do we think here? Okay, so Epineza uh, had 10 and a half sacks and 16 and a half tackles for loss as a true sophomore uh, weighing 6'5", 277 pounds. This guy's a monster, an absolute beast. And if he chooses after the 2019 NFL or college football season that he wants to enter the 2020 NFL draft, I'm not going to argue with him. The dude is really, really good right away. He's much more dynamic than what you see from Anthony Nelson. Um, He's more developed than Anthony Nelson, and he's very physical. Uh, Built 6'5", 277 as a true sophomore Joe. They don't build people like this anymore. This is, uh, he is a phenomenal prospect. If you're not familiar, I would encourage you to look into him. I would encourage you to look into Chase Young from Ohio State. And I'd encourage you to look into um, uh, Los Gratos, Mos Gratos from Penn State, number 99. Those three guys are all very, very talented football players in the Big Ten. And they all play pass rusher. They all have potential in the 2020 class and be impact prospects. Uh, our good friend, David Bullen has a take. I'm interested in, in your take on this one, because I think I know the direction that you're going to go here. Yeah. Doing DIY, do it yourself. Instead of looking at drafts stuff sucks. Hashtag takes on takes. Uh, yeah, that's 100 for sure. Like I am the anti DIY guy. You don't want me anywhere near fixing something or trying to build something or assemble something. I am not that guy. Quick story. My dad growing up uh, did construction work and I spent my summers and a lot of weekends working with him, but I didn't get to do cool stuff. I wasn't hammering nails or building things. I was sweeping sawdust, carrying lumber. Uh, I was that, you know, I was kind of the the mule, just odds and ends, but never did anything cool. And uh, I hate anything that has to do with building things and, and anything, honestly, anything other than looking at draft stuck stuff pretty much sucks. So David, that's a great take. I'm all over can that. I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Personal yeah. question? Sure. What is your greatest feat in DIY? I recently, I, I'm going with a recent, recency bias. Well, I mean, I put together like a vanity. I bought the fiance of a vanity. And we 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 tackled that thing pretty nice, you know. Allen wrench and a million screws. I recently uh, I had a, a couple of boards uh, on my deck, uh, some steps that were you actually know about this. I fixed those steps on my deck. I did it. You did. Yeah, yeah. That, I had some that like is, that is unquestionably your greatest accomplishment. How long were those there? I, a couple years, right? <laughs> I had uh, I had broken I mean, steps I, on my I, deck. I knew the steps existed for like three years. Yeah. Well, you know what, Kyle? I fixed them. So next time you're at my house, you don't have to watch out for those last two steps. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, this. Do you know what Keelan Doss? Are you familiar with Keelan Doss, Kyle? Yeah. Here we go. Vaguely. Vaguely. Let's skip that one. Uh, Steelers Blitz. Sorry, man. Uh, but you gave wow. us two. Just hit him the FU button. Huh? 
Yeah, well, uh, he he did give us two, so we'll go with his other one here. Uh, he says Terrell Hanks will be drafted higher than projected because he will test through the roof. Talking about the New Mexico State linebacker. Okay, so where are we projecting Terrell Hanks to get drafted? Um, I guess if I've done his tape, and so like based on his film, I think he's a day three guy. So will he go day two because he tests well? No, I think he goes early day three. Okay, and I think he tests well to do that. Uh, I don't want to give you Riley's. That's such a layup. How about LJ Cecil? Kyle mentioned that Jeffrey Simmons might go around Sidney Jones's range after this injury, but I think he goes Maurice Hurst range rounds four or five. The domestic violence issue plus the injury equals a major drop regardless of skill. Hashtag takes on takes. Um, I disagree here. I think that Maurice Hurst injury and, well, I guess health concerns were far greater than Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons has an ACL tear. It's, it's clean. We know that uh, he, we know what that recovery is like. We know what he can, he can bounce back from. Hurst had a heart condition and that's just kind of scary to consider. um, Just, you just never know. I mean, it's your heart. It's not a ligament or a bone. It's your, your heart. So I think, I, I think that, pushed him way 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 down just teams weren't comfortable with it and, and I, I think that you'll still see uh jeffrey simmons go on day two not so much on that uh rounds four through five uh conversation there kyle uh shall we do this travis wingfield one you ready for this yeah i guess we, we probably have to address this one this we, we need we need attention. to address yeah and, and and poor travis the fabulous host of the of the locked on dolphins podcast he he put this in a casual thread. Right. And didn't even didn't even bring it to our, our attention. No, no. But <laughs> you know who did? Corey Ashburn. Carrie Ashburn. Corey Ashburn says to the a reply to Travis Wingfield's take that cats are greater than dogs. And uh and Corey says, hashtag takes on takes. Take this man to the woodshed. Kyle, cats <laughs> over dogs. Let's go. Um listen, I have two cats and a dog. In my house, right? Outnumbered, yeah. And um, I got my dog. My dog was on Craigslist. She was listed on Craigslist. She was a foster whose original owners abandoned her in a foster house and and ghosted her as a six-month-old puppy. Um, They had said they needed to move into a new apartment, and they disappeared. And uh, this foster person was beside herself. She didn't know she she couldn't keep this dog that she had 10 dogs living in her home. And she said, I am desperate to find a good home for this dog so that I don't have to take this dog to the pound. So I go, I'm 20, I'm 20 years old. I'm in college. And I had moved home to help my mother who was going through a, a divorce with my father at the time and uh, went to see this dog, not planning to bring this dog home. And the, the dog, we, I spent about 45 minutes at the house and I go to leave and the dog follows me to the door. And the woman says, you know what? I can tell you are super sincere. I could tell you love animals. We will waive the rehoming fee. If you want this dog, she is yours right now. And I have never seen my mother look at me with disgust the way she did when I pulled up in the driveway that day 
with the dog in the back of the car and had to explain that this dog was now our dog. Like it was now our problem. I love my dog to death. I have a special relationship with my cats, but there is something about a dog that is, it's a more social animal. Cats are more independent and I love my, my cats to death too. But that relationship with that dog is something that's really, really special. Yeah, and uh, three dogs, three dogs in my house, no cats, Kyle. No cats. Would you say, Kyle, would you say that your relationship with your dog, Sophie, has changed your life? Oh, no question. Because I've got something else that will change your life, Kyle. I am talking about King Wipes. What are King Wipes? They are flushable wet wipes that add a new level of clean that is just not possible with dry toilet paper. I got a question, Kyle. If you spill peanut butter on the counter to are you going to turn to a dry paper towel to wipe that up no you're not first of all okay well what first of all who's spilling peanut butter you come on now you've made a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> i'm not you, spilling it i'm being sloppy with it yeah and i you hate slop i hate you overextend it you, you, you get peanut butter on the counter yeah it's a mess yeah you know what's not going to clean that up a dry napkin Kyle, every man is the king of his castle, and that includes the porcelain throne. You've got to make the most of your throne time with large, luxurious wipes that are flushable, biodegradable, and infused with aloe vera to keep it all soft and clean. Now, listen, Joe, you and I have spoken about this because yes. this is this is an avenue of life <laughs> that you were aware of that I was not. Yep. and I tried it, to tell you about it. <laughs> you're not kidding. It is life-changing to, to use something – to dig in your yard that you you don't have to wipe your hands with a dry napkin before you eat, <laughs> right? Like if you've ever been at a like a football stadium or on a on a road trip or stuck at the office or in like a dingy dive bar, right? And you've got nothing but receipts and dirty dollar bills and nature calls. What are you gonna do? King wipes in your pocket can literally Literally save your butt. No King lies wipes detected. Are, are great. <laughs> Where whenever you need to clean off or freshen up, don't go without them. Fun fact, Joe: if you if you like wings, you can also use them to clean yep. your face. Yep, for so sure. The, 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 this is versatility here. First round grade available in both a forty eight count home thrown pouch and individually wrapped wipes for on the go. King wipes makes every flush a royal flush. Visit kingwipes.com and enter locked on 15 to save 15% off all purchases. Also available on amazon.com. Remember, King Wipes are for the Duke in all of us. We will be right back after this short commercial break to bring you more takes on takes. Joseph. Yes, sir. Are you ready for more takes? I am. We got some good ones to close this thing out. Eric Hutchins says, at the Joe Marino, here's one for the next takes on takes. Irv Smith Jr. to Buffalo in the second round. Both Iowa tight ends go on day one. Irv drops to the Bills. He has the connection with Dayball, and Irv helps both the offensive line as a blocker and Allen as a receiver. A perfect match. Yeah, I think this is something I can get on board with. I mean, obviously the Dayball connection uh, will really speak to familiarity with uh, with Irv and, and Buffalo has a couple of Alabama guys in Robert Foster and Levi Wallace who uh, turned out to be solid for them as, as undrafted rookies and so uh, there's a clear need uh, obviously after Charles Clay was released and really your only tight Big end Clay on the Clay. roster 
Well, big just Jason Kroom right now, Kyle. So there's there a big goes. needed tight end for, for the Bills, and I love that Irv is a guy that can not only catch the football but really helps you as a blocker and can really make this Buffalo offense around Josh Allen a lot better. So uh, don't love uh, the first round for tight end to the Bills, but uh, second round, Irv Smith, I think makes a lot of sense at 40. Y- y'all have a big needed quarterback too. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> You're smarter than this, Kyle. I think this is the right take for the moment. This is uh, from uh, Riley kid, Oz. Uh, no, you should have given me the Cameron Spencer take. You want that one? I mean, it's talking about bad 20 quarterbacks, so 2018 quarterbacks. All right, fine. You can have it. Cameron Spencer says, Josh Rosen will end up having the worst career of all 2018 first-round quarterbacks, and John Ledger will have to eat it for having him QB1. Rosen ceiling in that class was clearly QB3. <laughs> I mean, Stupid I didn't. John Ledger. I didn't have Rosen QB one. Did anybody else at the Draft Network have Josh Rosen QB one? Yeah, me. Hand up. Oh, there it is. I knew that. I'm not I was ashamed fishing for that. I'm not ashamed. Uh, I had Josh Rosen QB two, so I disagree with the ceiling clearly being QB three. I thought Rosen was the most pro ready. Rosen went to the worst situation, <laughs> right? Like literally the worst. At least Buffalo for having a shit group of skill players had a good offensive coordinator that was able to kind of get things together. Right. Would, would you as Bill's mafia yeah. agree with that, yeah, that assessment? For sure. Yeah. I agree. And uh, Rosen's a hot mess all over the place. Lame duck coaching staff is a one year one and done. The offensive line is horrid. Larry Fitzgerald's like 85 years old these days. Christian Girk got hurt. Uh, David Johnson coming back from injury. Like it was just, it was a really bad set of conditions. So I'm going to sell this take because I don't think he ends up being the worst of all the 2018 first round quarterbacks. And I don't think his ceiling was QB three. Agreed. I guess I got to give you Raleigh Osborne. Now Uh, prime rib is a breakfast food. Hashtag takes on takes. Nah, dude. (laughs) I I am fine with prime rib for breakfast. I go to a wonderful brunch at a local eatery, and they have a prime rib carving. Is station it where you've part. taken me? Uh, no, this is uh, actually Trail House right down the street. The hell is this? Why are you uh, taking me here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, are these local secrets that you're keeping from me, or you something? know. You know, next time you're here, we'll we'll check out the uh, Jeez, the, the brunch over there, at Trail House. Uh, so prime rib is is. To me, man, give me give me some asparagus and a bed of mashed potatoes, and let's go to town on dinner for a prime rib. So I don't think it's like this. To me, like you, you're insinuating that it is a break, like it is meant to be eaten for breakfast. And I am not going to box in prime rib as a breakfast food. This is a, a good for all meals, versatile, delicious meat. Kyle, do you have anything else to say on that, or is it? Are you saying this is for sure the only breakfast food? You could serve me prime rib on any hour of the day and <laughs> right? it's great right, right right so it's not a breakfast food it's not a dinner food it's a food and it's a great food so stop hoarding it joe and take me to trail house next time i come to charlotte i believe uh we've prepared prime rib at home for you which is it's been true we good. have and, yeah, and yeah. miss uh, miss yayen does a wonderful job of cooking it. <laughs> 
Yes, she does. All right, uh, this one is for you. This is from, well, this is one of those. I love when people turn in people for takes, man. That's the best. Like, they don't even know what they're getting into. They just say something wild on the timeline. And somebody responds with, hey, Kyle, hey, Joe, takes on takes. we got to react to this. So uh, Omar Kelly, one of the worst uh, writers uh, on the planet. Um, (laughs) Holy shit. Takes on takes. No lies detected. (laughs) He's terrible. The guy's terrible. Uh, He says, I will be very stern on this. This is Omar Kelly. The Dolphins must be the worst team in 2019. Anything less is counterproductive. And Corey Ashburn turns him in and says, (laughs) he says, hashtag takes on takes, hashtags, dumb, 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 dumb. (laughs) He says 10 of the last 11 teams to draft a quarterback in the first round traded up for him. The best teams not with a Hall of Fame quarterback in recent years were the Eagles, Chiefs, Rams, which had Sid foundations at the least and were past pick 10 when they got their quarterback. Hopefully that made sense to you guys. Kyle, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's almost like you don't have to be a complete train wreck as a football team to get a first round quarterback. You just got to be willing to pay for it. Yeah. So do you want to pay for 16 games of being terrible and winning two of them? Or are you willing to trade a future first round pick and a third round pick the same year that you're making the pick? Because that's what it comes down to. And honestly, if you have a guy that you have that kind of conviction for, good. Sign me up because a quarterback can mask a lot on your roster. And when you've got him on a rookie contract for four or five years, good. That can allow you to spend a lot of money in different places on your roster. And guess what? If you have more draft picks, guess what? The odds are you're going to screw one of them up because that's the way the draft works. So as Corey pointed out, yes, the only first-round quarterback that has not been traded up for in the last 11 first-round quarterbacks is Baker Mayfield because the Browns had the first overall pick for the third straight freaking year. So go ahead and save your nonsense that you have to suck as a football team and you're going to do yourself a disservice if you win six or seven games in the middle of a rebuild. Joe, the Buffalo Bills won nine games in Sean McDermott's first year as head coach. And guess what? Because they prepped ahead of time, they had a bunch of draft capital, and they were prepared to be aggressive and spend for the guy that they wanted. I, I was going to mention that the Bills did that. They they went they, they did a lot of different things, but the, the foundation of being able to go get Josh Allen was moving from ten to twenty seven and picking up the Chiefs' first round pick the following year. And there's another team that did that, and, and the um, the Saints, uh, the Packers, right? They moved they moved back with the Saints, who gave them a first round pick. So I think Miami is in really good position this year to be one of those teams that. One of those teams at the end of the of the first round moves way, way up and trades a, a 2020 first round pick to the Dolphins and affords them even more draft capital. That way yep. you're not like, oh, God, we have to be the worst team in the league. And, you know, what quarter? I mean, I, I think I don't, which assets. one are we talking about? How yeah, are you, you How are you going to get assets? There's a million different ways to right. get assets. And you don't and just you don't have, have to suck. To, you don't have to suck just to get them. Right, right. All right, Joe, you got me all fired yeah. up now. We got, what, three more takes? Yep, let's Let's make them quick. All right, Sean. Joe implied in a tweet that Sam Ellinger (laughs) was better than Jake Fromm. That is a hot and wrong take. Hashtag takes on takes. 
Yeah, I he Sean's not wrong about this, and I didn't mean for this to happen. It was that tweet from Athlon or somebody who was like, here's the 10 best players in college football. And on that list was Jake Fromm as well as Sam Ellinger. And I quote tweeted it, and I said, one, one of these is not, not like the others. And I said it rhymes with uh, take prom or something like that. And I didn't highlight Ellinger. They're both not good. They're both not one of the 10 best players in college football. Uh, but, Sean, I, I understand why you say that because I did imply that through the tweet. Uh, but, yeah, neither one of those guys belonged on that list. There were some egregious omissions. Uh, here we go, Kyle. This one comes from uh, Ryan Searfoss. Sear- he says, I can definitely picture the Broncos taking Drew Locke in the first round. Similar mold to Flacco, a big, strong arm quarterback. Allows him to sit a year or two and learn from a quarterback with a similar game. Yes, I agree. The final take from Kieran Flood. We all know how bad teams are drafting. At least three picks in round one will be spent on guys who you have day three grades on. The fact Oakland have three picks is purely coincidental. Hashtag takes on takes. It happens every year. There's there's going to be – I'll say – I'll take the over. There will be more than three players drafted in the first round that I have day three grades on. And I'm not going to sit here and, and clown on the Raiders. Um I don't necessarily love their draft picks very often, but I'm not going to sit here and say that like all three of the Raiders picks are going to be guys I have day three grades on. Let's uh, let's root for Mr. Mayock and uh, and hopefully that he represents uh, you know, the draft community turned GM well. That's going to do it, Joe. For the People's Podcast here with hashtag takes on takes. Uh, We would like to thank everyone who carved some time out of your Tuesday and tuned in to the dudes. We hope you guys enjoyed yourself because we certainly enjoyed bringing you this slate of hot takes. Joe, was this the most hot takes we've ever had for an episode Uh, of the dudes? It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good group of takes. Yeah, I mean, it was potent. And uh, for yet another week, we are sitting inside the iTunes top 200. I'm looking at it right now as we wrap up. We have 215 reviews of the pod, which is extremely gracious. Looks like we've got our first two star. What the hell's wrong with that guy? Mm. Mm, get the hell out of here. Listen, we, we need to do some damage control. We have a lot of reviews on the pod. A bunch of them are five star reviews, but we would love for you to pad our stats a little bit. Give us a five star review. Uh, Tell us what you love about the show. And uh, moving forward, next week we're going to be at the NFL Combine, so we're going to be bringing you guys live coverage from that. Throughout the course of this week, uh, we have some great content lined up as well. So hit subscribe, five-star review on the show. Tweet us your takes for next week's Takes on Takes episode at the Joe Marino and at Grinding Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.